The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent while you're smashing. Let me remind you what we got going on over a 10-week span called Summer Shootaround, series during which we'll focus on 20 notable teams over a span of 10 weeks, two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks. We're doing the schools in alphabetical order. We've already knocked out. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, Creighton, Duke, Gonzaga, and Houston. Now we turn our attention to Indiana, the Hoosiers. They went 21-14 last season, finished ninth in the Big Ten, got a 12 seed in the NCAA tournament, lost to St. Mary's by 29 points in the round of 64 of that NCAA tournament. From that team, they lost Rob Fennessy, Michael Durr, Parker Stewart, Christian Lander, really just two guys who mattered, I think, they're bringing back Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson. Those were last season's top three scores. They're adding top 10 recruiting class headlined by five-star guard Jalen hood Shafino. I've got Indiana ranked 17th in the CBS Sports preseason top 25 and one. Picked to finish first in the Big Ten. We'll see what dead leg thanks to Mike Woodson's Hoosiers in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, dead leg. I got Indiana ranked 17th, top 25 and one. I got them picked to finish first in the Big Ten. How you feeling about Mike Woodson's team? Putting that much pressure on Woodson year two, huh? Expectations that high for Indiana? It's time. It's, it's, 
it, it's time. It's, it's time. It's time. We, we, it's time. We've waited long enough for another Big Ten title. It's time, Mike. When Woodson. listeners, okay, no, I think it's, I'm not putting any pressure on him. I just I'm acknowledging that he's got an, a high level roster that's I, I think going to um, create the best basketball team in the Big Ten. I, it, I you know, as I'm looking at the top 25 and one earlier today. Um, I wonder if I if I should even have them higher. I I like the roster a lot. Should have the best player in the league, right? Trace Jackson Davis and maybe the best freshman in the league, Jalen Hutchfino. I know he's not ranked as high as some other guys. He's only only I, he's like he's a five star guy. But he's only twenty third in the class of two thousand twenty one. I'm just a huge fan. Like I saw him on the grassroots circuit. Um, you know he 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 played with Team Thad which is based in my hometown. And I went out to a practice and saw him and, you know, met with him, talked with him, seemed like a, a really sharp young man. And then um, at, at, at the EYBL, he was really good. And then he popped positive for COVID and had to shut it down. Um, but he, I, I think he's great. I think he's going to be really, really good. I, I like this team. A lot. Uh, I really like uh Fino. He, he can be the best freshman potentially in the Big Ten there. Last season was, you know, a little bit of a shaky road to get a bid, remember. There was doubt heading into selection Sunday, but from my objective standpoint, I think Woodson got the job done in year one. IU beat Wyoming and Dayton, and then, yeah, it got routed by St. Mary's in the first round. But I would think you'd have to say it was satisfactory for his first season. Uh, getting to 21 games, making the tournament. First time since 2016, Archie Miller would have gotten Indiana comfortably in, was, or at least with room to spare, uh, had we had a 2020 dance, but we didn't. Um, what was interesting to me in looking at IU heading into this season, comparing what it did last year, and then kind of in the final Miller years, um, if you look at the statistical performance and trends from the final couple of seasons under Archie, the players kind of ran the race more than Woodson and the coaching staff changed their situation last season. The turnover rate was identical, 17.2% last season and in Miller's final season. Three-point defense, assist percentage defense, assist percentage on offense, three-point accuracy, offensive rebound rate. They were near identical in back-to-back -back years. Uh, last year's team, from a tempo perspective, was as fast as IU was on average in its four seasons under Miller there. So... Uh, last year was an improvement, but in actual like you know statistical categories, uh, there was a lot of familiarity, which makes a certain amount of sense considering uh, a lot of the players that were there also played under Archie. Uh, uh, for Trace, he's my dark horse pick to win National Player of the Year. He will not be the preseason National Player of the Year. Um, I think he'll probably be preseason first team All American. I would argue he should be. Uh, at the absolute worst, he'll be, I would think, the top pick on on a second team preseason All-American list. But uh, I think that he has the potential. And if Woodson, you know, values him the right way and builds it around him, yeah, Xavier Johnson, Race Thompson are back. Miller Cop, who was, you know, eh, a little hit and miss. Um, they'll be productive, and they're gonna. They're why you've got them top twenty. But uh, TJD, I think, has the goods to be there from a production standpoint, if Indiana can win the big 10, then yeah, you tell me IU wins the big 10, you win the big 10, you're going to be in the conversation uh, at, at worst to be a two seed, right? Uh, if you win the big 10 and then, yeah, if Trace Jackson Davis is the best player, he'll, uh, he could be national player of the year. So he would be my dark horse pick. Um, but Huchifino is a dynamic combo point guard. 
Uh, Malik Renault is another fellow freshman. He's like six eight. He will be Jackson Davis's backup. We'll see what he can do. Caleb Banks is another another name to know. And the last guy on the roster for me that I want to see make a jump is Tamar Bates, who was not the score Indiana fans were hoping to see last season. Uh, he just got was kind of rough. Actually, a kind of a wild story. He's a dad. He became a father two days after Indiana lost in the NCAA tournament. Um, I guess he flew back to Portland the day after IU lost and then had a, had a baby girl, uh, had Indiana won. I don't know if he would have flown anyway. He would have been playing literally the day that he became a dad, uh, kind of wild, but, um, new perspective on his life. And, uh, he's, he's a guy who is a little bit further down the depth chart, but if Indiana is going to be what we're, we're positing it can or should be, I think Tamar Bates has got to make a, a pretty big jump. And then IU was 95th in offensive efficiency last season at Ken Palm, 24th in defense. I would expect this team to be another, I basically think the team should be a top 20 uh, defensive unit. That offensive ranking has got to go from 95 to, I mean, at least top 50. If it's going to be the best team in the Big Ten, we'll wait and see. What are your extended thoughts on uh, on what Woodson has here in year two on the roster and, and your overall expectations beyond where you've got him slotted in the conference? Well, um, that is among the reasons I think I should maybe have them a little higher than where I have them. Um, is because if I think they're going to finish first in the Big Ten, they're probably going to be better than 17th in the country, right? So, like those, this is a, a thing that I should probably consider um, going forward. I, when I when I'm ranking teams in the off season, I don't look at conference affiliation. So it didn't occur to me as I was slotting teams that I've got the Big Ten champion 17th. I just think the Big Ten champion is probably going to be better than 17th in the country. So that's a little bit of a discrepancy that I should. Uh, perhaps resolve, but I do think they're going to be the best team in the Big Ten. Um, you mentioned Tamar Bates. You know he was ranked 30th in the class of 2021. High level guy. Um, didn't really do much last season. Like he's a quality perimeter defender, but but broadly speaking, you know he, he got 3.9 points in 14 and a half minutes per game. There's a lot of thought among Indiana people that he could be in for a breakthrough season. You know, we we had multiple guys have breakthrough sophomore seasons in the Big Ten last season. Jaden Ivey at Purdue, um, being you know uh, among the, the the most notable ones. I'm not saying Tamar Bates is going to do that or anything like that, but it, it, if he can, you know, he he could turn into somebody who's 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 starting for Indiana. That wouldn't shock me, although. I don't know how you keep Jalen Hood Shafino off the floor in the starting lineup. Um, I would I would have him and Xavier Johnson playing together. Now they're both point guards, but you know two point guard backcourts aren't bad. You know uh, Johnson was really good last season and and great down the stretch. You know he averaged sixteen point six points, six point six assists, four point zero rebounds, and one point five steals in his final ten games. Turns it over a little bit too much, but he's a quality point guard at the high major level. And I just, I, I'm higher on Huchifino than most. So listen, Mike Woodson knows more about his team than I do, but I, I want Jalen Huchifino getting major minutes as a starter, as a freshman. And I think he can play on or off the ball. But if one of your problems is Xavier Johnson turning the ball over too much, like how crazy is it to just put the ball in the hands of Jalen Huchifino a little more than um, than you otherwise would if you didn't have another point guard uh, of starting caliber 
you know, in your program. Um, on Trace Jackson Davis, like he's, you know, obviously Indiana's version of Drew Timmy, um, Armando Baycott, Hunter Dickinson, Oscar Shibway, uh, back in college because an NIL deal at Indiana, I'm assuming, is worth more than any pro options he would have had. Like he's a traditional big, you know, he, uh, and so there's no great spot for him in the NBA. I'm not saying he'll never play in the NBA. I'm just saying he's not a great prospect because he only took 14 jump shots last season. Period. Yeah. That's got to change. I, by the way, I think only- that will change this season. But yes, that is that was that was the glaring part about what he was doing. He was very productive and very good, but uh, the dynamism wasn't there. Yeah, he only took three three pointers. You know, it, so far through three years at Indiana, he's taken 1,053 field goal attempts and never made a three and only attempted a three. So not really a great NBA prospect, probably a second round pick at best, but that won't prevent him from being an awesome college basketball player. And I I just think Indiana's really strong at the one, two, five. If we're saying Xavier Johnson, Jalen Huchifino are, are, are a two point guard backcourt. And then Trace Jackson Davis, I mean, that's, that's really, really, really good. and. You know, I, I could see Shafino being freshman of the year and Trace Jackson Davis being Big Ten player of the year. And yeah, I, I won't be shocked if if Mike Woodson in year two at Indiana has got the Hoosiers operating um, at the tip top of the sport or at least near it. Last season, listen, I, I agree with you. Like getting to the NCAA tournament in year one, like that's that's you 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 got over the bar. Um, but they struggled. You know, they finished below 500 in the Big Ten. I, I don't think there'll be anything like that this season. I think they'll um, they'll be great from from start to finish, and and won't run into the issues that they ran into last season. Remember, they had the incident; they suspended a bunch of people. Northwestern game, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you can keep that kind of stuff, you know, um, in between the lines, um, then then yeah, this is a team that could. They could win the Big Ten. In fact, it's the team I think will win the Big Ten. Yeah, there, uh, there were a few bumps in the road last season. I mean, there was there was that. There was also, I mean, Dane Fife, who played for Bob Knight, was a longtime assistant at Michigan State. You know, was ceremoniously brought back to Indiana to be Woodson's assistant. And in the eyes of some, with the idea of like, you know, however long this goes, maybe Dane Fife, five, seven, ten years down the road, like he becomes Indiana's next head coach. Uh, Dane Fife is no longer on staff. It was one year and then done. Um, you know, some have said it was uh, maybe a little bit of oil and water with uh, with with Fife and Woodson. Uh, that, that's what I yeah. was told is that they 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 would they could yeah, not get exactly. Away. So Brian Walsh was promoted to be. Uh, he was promoted from within. He was their recruiting coordinator. So now he's the assistant there. But that's not that's not something you see often. Um, where literally like a celebrated alum returns. Uh, to coach a school and then it's 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 literally one year and and out and uh last i knew fife is still not uh joined a staff maybe he will here late in the summer maybe he just takes the year off um but the, you know just only bring it up to say th- that the results on the court yeah they cleared a bar but there were you know there was just a little bit of drama there in year one we'll see if year two uh can 
be uh, removed from that for the most part there as Woodson, who is an alum himself, of course, and a former Bob Knight player, of course. Um, we'll see how he does. Schedule-wise, Parrish, Indiana schedule is better than it was a season ago, uh, but they still have seven bye games. It's fine, but the four, the four they have are good. That's the thing. It's a step up for sure. The four of note... At Xavier for the Gavit games on November 18th. That's a great one. Like local at Xavier. I think Xavier's got a chance to be potentially like the sneaky team that wins the Big East this year. I really like that game. Uh, Indiana will host Carolina on November 30th. ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's the 16th all-time meeting between the two. Indiana won the most recent affair. That was in 2016. At the time, Indiana was ranked 13th. UNC was third. So there's a chance this could be another top 15 matchup, uh, particularly if IU can get through November largely unscathed with it, which it should, especially if it beats Xavier on the road, but that's no given. The other two to know, uh, they've got a standalone game in Arizona against Arizona in Las Vegas on December 10. And then a week later, it's a wonderful home and home at Kansas, December 17th. So they'll play at KU this year. And then the return of, of course, will be uh, in Bloomington down the road there. So four games of note, but there are four teams that I think will be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Xavier could be a single-digit seed. Carolina could be the number one overall seed. Arizona coming off a great uh, debut season under Tommy Lloyd. I still think Arizona will comfortably be in. And then Kansas is Kansas. You know, it's going to be in the conversation to be a top-five program in the country. So uh, four high-profile non-conference games, and you got seven games that basically amount to Krill. That's fine. Let's go win total once again, my man. So you've got them as the best team in the Big Ten. I just read off their four non-conference games of note. Everything else is a bye game. Pencil win for wins. Assume that's going to be the case. And then the Big Ten, GP, was the third best league in the country, according to Ken Palm, last season. I think that's probably its ceiling this season, I think. Uh, but it's not unthinkable that it could it could scoot up and be the second best uh, league. I don't think it, I don't, I'm not seeing a case where the Big Ten could wind up being the best conference in the country. Uh, that being said, I will mark me down 31 regular season games after Indiana did well for itself in first season, nine 11 in a league though, 21 wins overall. Uh, they finished with 18 regular season wins last season. They picked up three more in the tournament. They're going to best that. I'll say, I'll say Indiana. Hmm. I'll say Indiana is a 23 and 8 team going into the Big Ten tournament. 23 and 8. I've got to play a lot of road games in the Big Ten. They're going to get picked off, and they're not going to go 4 0 against those teams that they are, they're playing in non conference, particularly because they got to play, you know, they got to play Xavier on the road, Carolina at home. They can win it, but it's Carolina. Could be the best team in the country. Arizona on a neutral at Kansas. If you're an Indiana fan, objectively, like you're hoping to get through that two and two, uh, I'll say 23 and eight. And I, and I think that is a, that is a pragmatic, if not slightly optimistic outlook for, for a good team. That's going to have a, a challenging overall schedule. I'm not copying you, but that is the I'll exact do. record that I had 14 and 14 and six in the big 10, which is good enough to win the big 10 title. I think you could win the big 10 title at 14 and six and then two non-league losses that puts you at eight. 23 and eight. That's what I've got. And, and absolutely. I know Indiana fans are like, we'd never take, I don't, I don't know what Indiana, I, I'm, I'm, I've given up on trying to figure out what Indiana. Are they listening to this podcast? That's the question. Have they found the podcast? It depends. I think the internet's working in Indiana. I think the internet is working in Indiana. It should be lots of uh, reasons to be excited. Um, 
I what I would say. How about this? If I were an Indiana fan, and wouldn't that be something? That if I were an Indiana fan, a plot twist. Wouldn't that be something? If I were an Indiana fan, I would take two and two in those yes. high-profile yes. non-league games right now. I would be thrilled with two and two, and and so I got you fourteen and six Big Ten champs, two and two in those high-profile non-league games. And that puts you. At, if your numbers are correct, yeah, 23 seven, and eight, seven that sounds games, right to me. So that gets you to 20, yeah. 23 and eight. Uh, and then see what you can do once you get to the Big Ten tournament there. I think the Big Ten has a good chance at, again, it's been the case in recent seasons, um, just a good race for the conference tournament for the one seed. You know, we might have a three, four team race. That would not surprise me at all if that was the case there. Now, if Indiana does it, you know, you and I like having interesting things, different things to talk about on the podcast. Let's freshen it up, right? And if we are talking about a Hoosiers program in November into December, curl the calendar into January, and it's like, this is the best team in the league, or this team is in a position to be the one, like, that would be a nice little change of pace. So I would welcome that, to have Indiana back in there competing for a really, really good seed. Uh, we'll see if they can do it in the second season under Woodson. I'll I'll, I'll tag it with this finally. I've got, I've got a couple of buddies who just happen to be uh, Indiana fans and uh, this is you know it's just it's two people so it's not representative of the fan base at all but um, there is uh, like cautious optimism uh, in fact I was talking to one of them last week and there was this this feeling like you know we will see or I'll almost see it when I believe it but uh, you know are we really a top 20 team heading into the season? Like, do I even want to believe that yet? I think some of this is just conditioning uh, for some Indiana fans. It's gone from a place where for so long uh, you expected to be on, on a level where going into a season, uh, yes, you should and are a top 20 level team. And then, you know, basically since to, to wrap it all around from what we talked about in the previous pod GP, since the Kelvin Sampson stuff, it's just been up and down and here and there. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just become more unpredictable. And so with that, I think particularly Indiana fans that might be 35 and younger, uh, they might have a little bit of a conditioning where it's Pavlovian. Like, don't just don't, don't tell me it's going to be too good. I don't want to, I don't want you to break my heart kind of deal there. Uh, but if you're an IU fan, I think it's fair to have uh, real optimism and the expectation is beyond making the tournament. Like your expectation here, the second season under Mike Woodson is you're in the tournament. You are like a six seed at worst and you're winning a tournament game or two or three. Like you're, you are, you are collecting at least a victory in the tournament and you are wearing home whites easily with room to spare there. That's the expectation. Anything short of that. Well, we know how that'll go with the internet in Indiana. Worth noting, though, I do have Indiana projected as the best Big Ten team. As noted, we've got them 17th in the top 25 and one. I've got Michigan at 19, Purdue at 22, Ohio State at 24, Michigan State at 25. I've got five Big Ten teams between 17 and 25. So that's why I think 14 and six is going to be good enough to win at least a share of the league. I think it's going to be bunched up at the top. I don't think anybody runs away with this league. I'd be surprised if somebody wins it by multiple games. Um, I, I think you've got a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, but maybe maybe no obvious top 10 teams, no obvious national title contenders, though one could certainly emerge as a season. But on paper, I've got it kind of bunched up at the top. You know, Again, Indiana 17, Michigan 19, Purdue 22, Ohio State 24, Michigan State 
25. So though I do think uh, Indiana, you know, if I had to turn in a Big Ten ballot today, would be at the top. Um, the difference between Indiana and some of those other schools I just named, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's that drastic. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. At Apple, don't forget to leave a nice review. Five stars and some words. We need you to type words. There's more of us. There's more of us than there are of them. And that needs to be reflected in the Apple review. So please knock that out. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't smashed the like button yet, please do that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.